Welcome to another episode of the Week Pastor Podcast, where we view Christianity through the lens of vulnerability. Hey, well, welcome to another episode of the Week Pastors Podcast. It's so great to have you here with us today. Uh, my name is Peter Ahn, and I'm your host. Uh, Sua, how you doing? She's our co-host. Sua, What's you doing up, well? everyone? All right. So, Sua, uh, I, got a, I got a little, we got a great show today. We have a special guest. Can't wait to introduce her. She's the coolest person on the face of this planet, hands down. Uh, nobody could even compare, in my humble opinion. Well, uh, obviously, any- I agree. Yes, yes. I know there was a time where you were a little jealous. You were hoping you were as cool as this person, but right. I just first I of all, to, I, I don't to, think I had to be jealous is the word. I think I was offended because you. It, it would have been fine if you just kept talking about how cool she is, but instead you also kept talking about how uncool I am in comparison. <laughs> so it wasn't jealous. I was just mad. Well, I tell you what, <laughs> this this guest is that when I see her at church, sometimes I'm thinking about okay, what fashion is in right now? I got to see what Jen Shin is wearing so oh, I can kind of get that going. Just gave so away I already the spoiled name. it. All right, so. So anyway, so Jen, you're doing good? I feel really weird right now. <laughs> weird. Just well, like that was like a huge setup. Thank you very much. Um, your check is in the mail, PP. What are you he, wearing today? I am wearing a sweater um, with that, sequined that, hearts. That sweater in and of itself just reeks of coolness. That is cool. Um, it's really not when you buy it from the kids section at Zara, but whatever. <laughs> that is the coolest. That is I the love coolest it. thing Absolutely to do. Absolutely love it. Absolutely but love thank it. you for the introduction. I'm very so, honored so to here, be here. Here's a question that I have for two of you, um, and I'll answer two. But who was your celebrity high school crush? Like when you were like a teenager in high school, you said, man, I wish I could date this guy or I hope this guy could be my husband one day. Who was that? Come on, Sue. I know you grew up in Guatemala, but come on. I feel like this, it's a hard question to answer because I was super into K-pop and Korean culture. So if you're not Korean, you're going to be like, I don't know who any of these people are. It's okay. It wasn't Menudo? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) <laughs> that, that's like literally a totally different generation. Oh, that is true. That's my generation. I, we um, were so so no, Manuda. negative. Okay, okay. Um, I had a huge crush on this Korean actor named Song Seung-un. Um, I don't oh, yeah. really think with the thick that's eyebrows. Like, my yes. wife still yeah. has a huge crush on well, that guy. Well, you know why? He was one of the only, at the time, Korean celebrities, male celebrities who had a very, very muscular physique. Right. Um, back because then, back Korean then, guys was, didn't yeah, look like, yeah, they did not look like that, right? They were yeah. all very like thin and small. But he yeah. had those pecs that you could like move to music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he was he was <laughs> really hot, and you know, my hairdresser and I would always fight over who got who was gonna get to marry him. Oh my um, lord! Yeah, I, I had so many pictures of him. Like I actually had a binder of just cut out articles of him um, that I was. That's insane! Through. I did not know that about you. Yeah. <laughs> So Sua, you know who you you know who what friend you are. Sua, a celebrity look like you know who you look like a little bit. Okay, um, so you I, better I don't know be name. very tread very carefully because okay, remember okay. the whole idea of you thinking I'm uncool is fresh in my mind. <laughs> so if you right. deal me a bad right, one again, so I, this I podcast may end. I don't know her name, but she's a Korean celebrity, and she was in Full House with P, with Rain. Okay, first of all, now I'm really going to get canceled. She is literally the most beautiful actress in, in Korea, by the is way. Really? So that is, what's her, yeah. What's her name, Jen? What's her name? Song Haegyo. And okay. um, you got to be it's, kidding me. It's it's the eyes. It's I those just want to die right now. I'm so yeah. embarrassed. Why? Why? Like, I'm no, so you, ashamed. Well, that's, I would that's just that's run like kind of want to cry. Korean women age so You're good. Well. Yeah, so they look younger. Okay. Okay, anyway, you know what? I'll so, send you a check too. <laughs> okay, so Song Sung-on. Okay, so for me, uh, don't worry. I grew up in the 80s, so my high school crush was Alyssa Milano. I knew that. Yes. 
I still, I just recently watched her Netflix movie. Uh, I forget the name of it, but uh, I just had to watch it because Alyssa Milano was in it. So I just, um, she was, was it she as was terrible my, as people say it is. It, it was. Wait, was it the bad. one where she has two boyfriends? No, it was the one where she was an author and uh, and her it's sister like a thriller. dies. Yeah, oh. yeah so uh, it's like a mystery kind of a thing. So anyway, Alyssa Milano was number one, and number two was Nicole Eggert. That was number two. A watch. Charles and Charles. Charles and Charles. Charles. Yep, that's that's. I grew up watching her in that. that and is I just such fell a in love classic, with her. like eighties, nineties. My room. I had posters of them all over my room. The two of them. So my wall, both of them. <laughs> Those are the only two I had on there. Alyssa Milano, Nicole Eggert. Alyssa Milano got most most of the space. But, you know, <laughs> the Nicole Eggert. Second. There was a few of her up there. So that was my high school crush. Jen Shin, how about you? Who's your high school crush? Come on, Jen. Um, it's, it's similar to you, PP. Um, I loved Saved by the Bell and Zach Morris. So Mark oh, Foster. Yeah. Uh, like, see, I didn't know that either. I thought you were yeah. going to say HOT. Oh, well, yes, but then that's different. That's different. Yeah. Okay. And I didn't have clippings of Zach Morris or anything, but I did definitely have like boxes of like H-O-T Okay, why do you speak I don't in the past tense? Because I think you still have boxes. Sua. Didn't you recently <laughs> ask me to save you my HODCD in case you need a backup? Sua, let's just not but dig what, up the past. What, do you know the name? Do you know what that name HOT means? Yes. That's, I don't understand. High that. five of teenager. What do you not understand about that? I, just, I don't understand. Like, I just, somebody should have told them, like, that might not be very, like, appropriate in English to say high five of teenagers. I don't know. Just kind of How weird. do you know what that stands for? My wife told me. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she told me that. So that's that's the only way I knew. But anyway, okay, Zach, uh, how about Mario Lopez? No, 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 uh, no, AC no. Slater. No, um, Mario, because Mario I'm not is. as into like muscly guys as Sua is. So, really? Yeah, I definitely just gravitated towards like the blonde, blue eyed. Okay. So you guy? like more of like, the Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. kind of body type as opposed to like the muscular. Dad bod. No, Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio like, is dad control. bod. Well, not now, yeah. but yes, Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio in his heyday. In, like, yeah, Titanic. Like, Titanic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Romeo and Juliet. Really? So, Leonardo DiCaprio. Ugh. That was, really? yeah, that was your Interesting. Chef's kiss. <laughs> yes, okay. Yes. All right. Well, we got a great show and we have invited our very good friend, Jen Shin. Jen, you know, you don't know this, but we have talked about you in previous podcasts as well. So you so are I kind hear. of infamous, <laughs> uh, you know, on our, on our show here. But thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. And I hope those are all good things that we you've been saying, but we'll find out when I You'll find to out one podcast. day. Yes, you will find out one day. But Jen, can you just share with our audience a little bit about who you are? Who is Jen Shin? Where do you work? Is, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy to share. Um, so I um, am a mid to late 30s uh, single female <laughs> living mm-hmm. in the East Coast, um, going to Metro with Pastor Peter. And that's also where I met Sua. Um, and we became very good friends. Uh, so thank you, PP, for many things, including introducing me to the being that is Sua. Mm. Um, You're welcome. You're very welcome. <laughs> I'll take credit for that, even though I don't deserve it. <laughs> I uh, I um, am a I work in um, social impact, also known as corporate social responsibility, um, for an audiobook company, and um, I've been doing that for about five six years. Um, prior to that, I have some nonprofit experience, um, but you know, uh, just a normal person living her best life. And yeah. um, I think a lot of people, when they think of, of me, think of me as a single person, which is why I think I'm here today and uh, yeah. have a lot of perspective and uh, thoughts um, yeah. on that. 
Well, so that's that's kind of what we want to talk about today. We want to talk about singleness. We want to talk about dating. And Sue and I just realized that, you know, we're not the right people to really uh, do a show like that because we're not single and we haven't dated in a very long time. So we thought, you know what, it's probably best to bring somebody on who can really shed some good light on it. Also, I hope that this could be an opportunity where you could really share honestly about uh, being single at a church. And how that's all, and how that was like, and what that feels like for you even now, and perhaps even going deeper because it's about keeping it raw and real here on this show. So, anyway, Jen, just wanted to just kind of ask you right now, right off the bat, uh, as a single person in her mid to late thirties, um, how is it? Uh, what what are the greatest challenges that you're facing right now as a single person? Um. Yeah. What a what a deep and loaded question. Um, I know so- right from the get go. Sorry about that. <laughs> No, no. Um, So I can provide perspective from uh, someone who is single attending church and kind of living through that, not as somebody who like is like actively dating, which I'm not doing. But I, and I can sort of get into that too. But okay. I, you know, I think both of you. I'm sure it's asked, been a challenge because of the pandemic, right? Yeah, that too. Yeah. I, I yeah. also, yeah, I think that definitely has to do with it. But even before then, um, I just feel like I haven't prioritized dating in a really mm. long time. Again, I can totally get into that. Okay, but yeah, let's definitely get into that. I would say that one of the biggest challenges of being single in church and like when you ask like how has the church failed single people, mm-hmm. um, the biggest thing I think is just weird and consistent messaging about how, um, you know, it's like the church – everything I'm about to say is, is really societal. And so it's not exclusive to church, but I think some, I think what I want to challenge is to hold church to a higher standard. Right. So, um, you know, so obviously take this with whatever grain of salt, but like, you know, I think, I think the church does an excellent job of making marriage out to be like an idol and Mm. making marriage out to be like the gift. And no one ever talks about singleness as also being a gift. Um, And then also when you're framing singleness as temporary or a season, um, you know, what happens to people who for some people, singleness may be a calling and singleness Mm -hmm. may be, maybe their life. Um, And it's just, it's like a weird kind of um, mixed messaging that I consistently get. And then the emphasis that's placed on marriage and the importance of family, um, which obviously the church that we go to, I would say a majority of, um, of our attendees are that, um, yeah. but, but, you know, like, I feel like not as much care is provided to really talking mm. about the single experience. And again, you know, if that's, because you don't feel comfortable talking about it because you haven't been single in a long time, then maybe it's trying to find guest pastors or anyone else that can shed that light. Um, Instead of it being like a one-liner in a sermon that you're talking about. Yes. Like an afterthought. Um, The one thing that's like super small and like super, you know, something that I really do feel like you can fix or you can change um, is really simple. And Mm -hmm. it it happened kind of recently, which I was really surprised by because I feel like I have given this feedback before, but it's the, um, like, I feel like single people come off being like expendable and not valuable. And then, and the biggest thing I've seen that in is like when you are recruiting for volunteers and the absolute, like when you're recruiting for volunteers, like what comes with that is looking at you single people. I know you have a lot of time, 
So sign up for children's ministry, sign up for this. And it's so the fact that that like recently, Jen, was that done recently? Yeah, when we were recruiting, um, when you were talking about, I want to say it was you. Like, I think this is a specific. It was me. You. I said it. I said it. <laughs> I don't think it turned from like a general you. To well, a it might not have. It might not have been you, you to be Peter. It, when you equals Metro. When Metro was talking about okay. um, the children's ministry and how yeah. we've been having, you know, it, the children's ministry just hasn't been um, right, right, right because because it's just where we are yeah, in yeah, the pandemic, yeah. right? And so it's like okay, so. I'm looking at you singles because, you know, parents are very busy, married people have obligations. Well, that nothing makes my blood boil more than mm-hmm. that phrasing yeah. and that phrasing together because you're doing, to me, you're doing two things. One, not only are you shaming single people for being single, but you're also shaming them for not serving, mm-hmm. um, which yeah. I think is just also yeah. like awful messaging. But two, then you're so then you're devaluing their time their worth and then like using god to do it which Mm. like i don't even want to get into but then secondly what you're doing which is a little bit less relevant to me but i i still think this is important why are you letting certain people off the hook for Mm -hmm. serving then right so like parents married people you're good the church will take care of itself because all these single people will step up that's not fair and then and then you're also going to extra reward them because if you are a parent and you are serving, then it's like, oh my gosh, look at Sue and her two kids and she serves faithfully ever since. Like, that's not, that's, mm. it's just specific a, names. I mean, I'm just looking <laughs> I'm just at you guys, but do you know what I mean? And yeah. so like, I sit there and I'm just like, you know, I have been going to Metro for long enough and I know intentions and I know staff and, and a lot of things don't bother me that much. But for someone who's impressionable, more impressionable, or someone who's like struggling with stuff like that, like if you hear that constantly, that's you're indirectly really devaluing like single people. And since some of single people are like the busiest people I know, and it's just, Mm. it's really unfair. And I'm literally not taking anything away from like raising children and how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like it's just, it's such an imbalance. And to use like ministry and serving as a way to do that, like it really bothers me. But, and the reason why I'm spending so much time on this is because there's really a simple way to to fix that, which is to not do do that. that. And I think most churches can do that. I think some of the other things are a little bit harder and deeper, but that I think is just like a number so, one. So, yeah. so Jen, uh, so that, that basically demotivates you to even get involved then when you hear that, right? I mean, I serve in yeah. different capacities, so yeah. no, but okay. yes, but I actually, I think nerve. it totally. Yeah. And if someone's yeah. really defensive about stuff like that, then I, I definitely right. take so, Because it makes it seem like we're taking it for granted. Like exactly. And you're of, taking it kind of like, of, yeah. yeah, it's Man, like if you are so already married and you have a family and you're serving, it's like, wow, mm-hmm. like what a, so generous of you have to devote your time to service. But if you're single, it's kind of like, well, you should be serving. So it's Why not, aren't mm. you doing it already? Yeah, like, it's I like if you're not doing it right right exactly yeah interesting interesting so jen was it really me i need to know (laughs) let's go back and watch the live (laughs) i don't remember i just i just remember it was more recent than not um and yeah i don't know who made the announcement to be really honest but i just know that it was said and i just remember being like "Mm, i thought we moved past this but yeah 
Phoebe, well, if I remember for sure that it was yeah. you, I will text you. Okay. You nice, 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 nice. Okay, thank you. No, no, thank you. This this is really important. Um, I, you know, I'm learning a lot about you know how do we how do we address and 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 say things that are appropriate for everyone in our church. So, Jen, thank you, thank you so much for saying that. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, we do have a singles ministry at our church, um, and I know you've been a part of it in the past and things like that. Um, you know, I, this is not just to focus on Metro, but how how has it been? How how has dating or being single in a church been when you are around the singles community as well what are the challenges there what are some of the pluses uh some of the positive things that you've encountered but also some of the real challenging things that you've encountered yeah i mean i think the singles ministry is just a really hard thing um because it's either looked out it looked at like a like a meat market right like yeah. you're, you know you frame it as like this is for fellowship but like i think deep down people who are part of those activities that's secondary to to like wanting to like meet somebody and you know if your deal breaker is someone of shared faith then church is like the absolute best way yeah. to at least get towards that and the singles ministry by design it is is sort of like that right where i sort of get really nervous and worried about is I think when people think of the singles ministry, it's a very specific demographic mm-hmm. and it's, and it's young. What do, people, what do you mean by that? Younger people. Or younger. Okay. And it's absolutely acceptable if you're, you know, a recent college grad or young adult um, to, to be part of singles ministry. Yeah. And that's great. And that's awesome. Now, mm. as someone who's sort of pushing 40 and, um, you know, people who are just in different life stages, right? Like yeah. we have divorced people, we have widowed people. Yep. There just is, it's really hard. And I, I totally get it. Like it's hard to create events or time of fellowship that applies to everybody and feels inclusive. But I think we just need to try harder. And I don't have an answer for that. I really right. don't have an answer yeah. for that. But, you know, and and when you think about singles ministry and just some of the either topics that are covered or what you do there, it's very much like, and this is not just singles ministry, it's just church messaging in general, like single being single is never really talked about as um, like a state or a calling. It's very much like it's a season. And if you pray hard enough, God will find you somebody <laughs> or what. And like, you know, those words may not be like explicit, yeah. but it's baked no, into but it's an how you're free. It's implicit. Yeah. It's yep. implicit messaging. Yeah. And so yeah. how does, how do you feel? Like, how does one feel when yeah. you're, you're not in that demographic that I mentioned? Um, and then also it's supposed to be a season. Well, I've been waiting for a decade. Like, yeah. are you still going to call it a season? And what do you say to someone like me? Mm. Um, I can pause there. I have more stuff to say. I can pause there if you have. Yeah. Yeah. Questions. So let's talk about that a little bit. If you can't, if you will, um, unpacking that a little bit there. Uh, so you are in your mid thirties, you're single. So do you see it more as a calling now for you or, or do you have a desire to want to get married? Where, where no, are you I, at? I see what knows this very well. Um, <laughs> it's, I have, I mean, I, I do want to get married and I do, do. have okay. kids. Yeah. Yep. And so yep. I, sometimes I wish it, if I didn't want those things, life would be so much easier for me. Cause then I okay. could just be dismissive about all okay. of the stuff that I'm saying to you. Uh-huh. But as someone who still does feel that way, like, then yes, all that sermons, all those sermons of like waiting patiently yeah. and praying, like those things do apply to me, but it, it just feels harder when it's, I almost feel like it's time boxed and like, you know, obviously women, yeah. this applies more to women than yeah. men, but yeah. I think maybe what would be helpful is really re-emphasizing. Um, like when you think about 
what God does and who he does things through, there's no time. Like, I mean, I'm not saying like women can have babies when they're a hundred or whatever, like Sarah or whatever, but God uses old people. God uses young people. There's yeah. no, there's no timing in his like, I don't know, view or whatever. And like, maybe it's emphasizing that instead of like, I don't know. I, I, I just feel like, it feels so much like it's about timing and seasons mm. and mm-hmm. um and as as you know for somebody who especially for women who may be not ripe and spring chicken or whatever like all of that just adds to yeah this um yeah this uh feeling that my time is coming to an end of me being like marketable or whatever whatever mm. that may be um and i i feel like church has a responsibility to address that and to reassure people. And also maybe for some people it is a calling and they don't know it yet. So then can we talk about that? Like, can we, can we go deeper on that versus Mm -hmm. again, like a passing comment about you have a whole sermon dedicated to marriage. You have a whole sermon dedicated to like being parents and then throwing a line in there about, Oh, and you single people. Um, What I think what I'm trying to say is like, I think we have there's pros and cons about being yeah. single. There's pros and cons about being married. But there's not a balance of how you speak about both of those things. Yeah. And again, like for most churches, if like a majority of your congregation is married and have families, then, you know, obviously you have to hit on things that are relevant and applicable. But I think there's there's ways to talk about all these things without alienating single people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, this, this is really helpful. And so can I just ask you honestly then, uh, Jen, as you're wrestling with life in general and all mm-hmm. different aspects of it, uh, do you honestly feel right now that the, the window is closing for you? Like, do you feel the pressure of that? Does, mm-hmm. Is that a real thing? Like, like you're just feeling the pressure that there's going to come a time where, you know, um, in using your words, that I'm not going to be marketable. Somebody may not want to marry me because I'm getting older. Do you do you really believe that? Mm, yes and no. Like, I go through okay. waves and see what Good. knows this. But I will say, like, my waves are, like, maybe, like, 80, 20. So, like, most days I'm very optimistic and yeah. I actually believe those things. And, um, you know, like... It, it doesn't really matter when I meet the, this person, um, but society makes it really hard and going to church makes it super, yeah. super hard. Um, and I think about where Metro is located and um, like our demographics. And it's, I, I would say that we, like, especially people who are older being single, like that skews mm-hmm. much on the higher end than like, you know, somewhere in the middle of the country where that may not be the case and how oppressive and like lonely it must be for, mm-hmm. for certain people and feeling like the church community doesn't know how to address you and doesn't know how to take care of you. And if I may also say, like, sometimes I think church can be like such a fishbowl, um, especially for Okay, so like from my perspective, like I I know a lot of people at Metro. I mean, Metro is a big church and it's grown. And so I don't know everybody, but like, you know, in all my years of going there, I've built a community. And mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and I know absolutely this comes from a really good place and good intentions. But sometimes I walk into church and I can't talk to anybody without other people being like, oh my gosh, you're just talking to a guy. 
um, or um, oh wow, or just oh, that's like really, yeah, that's like I've had that come, I've had that come up. It's like, wow. oh, like, do you know that guy? Or like, oh, like I didn't know you guys were friends. And the implication there is not like, oh my gosh, like you're like talk. And again, like this is not like sure. these are people who are my friends and who love yeah. me and like want me to be with people right yeah, so yeah. but but i think where like the church absolutely fails is this like you, we're not encouraging a mode and model of dating around yeah and because i think i know it's wrapped up in so many things right dating around like that sounds so like uh worldly and um and like you know obviously like then you get into like all this other stuff of yeah doing things you shouldn't be doing and but why we should be encouraging that right and pp actually um you you spoke about this not not so long ago like pretty recently and i was like really impressed by it but you know you were talking about your oldest daughter and she's in college and you want her to date you want her to date as many people as possible and i was just like that's amazing to hear from because like so much of what we hear in the church context is like is not that and I think we have to just break that mold of like, you know, dating around just means you're exploring connections and then you figure out who you like, who you don't like, what, what, what you like, who you should be gravitating towards. But when you're in a fishbowl or when you feel like literally you can't do any of those things because people are talking about it or like people, um, it yeah when I think of all the people that have gotten together I'm just like oh that was like after months and months of them like agonizing and praying to God and I'm just like you could have like literally gone on like so many dates with this person <laughs> yeah. to figure that out and what is it because yeah. it, you were yeah. afraid of hurting each other like that's I mean we just need to and I think the singles yeah. ministry maybe like needs to maybe work on that a little bit more of like not just creating these ev- events but like really honing in on this messaging to both singles and non-single people like this is an this is a healthy model for dating, and That's right. dating that way isn't any less intentional. It's actually yeah. more intentional. So, right. um, yeah, I don't know. Well, Henry, I, Henry Cloud, who you know, is one of the best books on dating that I've ever ever read. It's called uh, How to Keep a Date Worth Keeping. And in that book, he says, and I've shared this years ago on a Sunday. Sixty that, dates in sixty days. Wait, yeah, no, no, ninety dates. In oh, 90, 90 dates. Ninety, 90 dates in so, ninety so days. Like. Like I like he says, you need to date as many people as possible at the same time for ninety days without making any commitment. And he says, and just I think look you at talked it. about that too, right? Like and a just, yeah. sermon series. It's more about just hanging out. Don't see yes. it as because sometimes people dating is such a loaded word for people. But he just says, just hang out with as many people as you can at the same time, and just see because you don't really know what you want until you start going on these dates. Absolutely. Like like, and you just said yep. that. Jen, you just said it exactly that that's why dating is so important because you don't really know. And like, if you grew up with the, like, you know, my sister, um, you know, she, one of the things I know when she was, when she was like kind of in that place where she wanted to get married, um, you know, she grew up with an abusive father. So she wanted to marry somebody who mm. was very, very gentle, um, yeah. was not combative, mm. any of that kind of stuff. And I think she really met somebody like that. But I think like at the end of the day, it's, you know, j- just because, you know, you grew up with a dad like that and you're trying to go the opposite way, it's it's not really all that she wants, you know, because she's a very type A personality and, and now she's struggling because sometimes she's very passive about stuff and mm. not very like yeah. aggressive. And she wants somebody that takes the charge and takes the lead and stuff. And so sometimes like we don't really know what we want until we start dating 
and we get to figure that stuff out. That's why dating is such an important season. Yeah, and you're right. That's why I want my daughter to date. Like, I yeah. want to date people and just get her, get some opportunities for her to learn. You know, and just see like what kind of guy does she really want. You know, and stuff like that. So, and you don't really know that until you date. And, uh, the, and I think the problem you don't know that because the church doesn't frame it that yeah. way. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, so I, I'm going to eventually, I'm going to, uh, you know, this is something, you know, Jen, you give me some great material to preach on one Sunday. So thank you so much. You, <laughs> you, you know, just give, give me, credit, me a ton. <laughs> Jen, I'll give, you, I'll give you full credit. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, so talk to me a little bit about your dating life now. Like, where is it at? Um, are you choosing not to date then? Are you choosing not to, to, to meet folks and stuff like that? Um, you know, how has that been? And, and how does a Christian woman today and the challenges that we find ourselves today, particularly, you know, uh, with the pandemic and everything, um, what, how's it been for you? Like, are you intentionally saying, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to take a pause because I can't stand dating right now? Uh, no, I haven't taken a pause. I just haven't dated. And okay. there's, I think, you know, I've just prioritized other things. Okay. Um, and Sua knows very well. So Sua, you can jump in on what you yes, think let is me talk for her. Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> um, I, you know, at some point, I felt like I can't not live my life and wait around for something that's right to happen so i feel like when i say i've prioritized other things like i've in lieu of dating i've worked really hard i've served i've um i've traveled i've i've done things and it you know for me like i just hadn't i just didn't have not thought about dating yeah um i think about dating but like i haven't actually like done it because sometimes also then i don't know how to do it or what to do and you know if i use metro as a, an example of that i wouldn't say that it's teaming with like eligible single men dudes. especially like men my yes dudes dudes yeah. my age-ish you know w would um, you date younger men would you date younger men uh it's not a deal breaker but but i don't really want to <laughs> Because of past experiences. So yeah, like, can I talk? No, can okay. I just remember? Okay, Jen possibly was going to kill me for saying <laughs> this, but there was one time, I have to tell you a funny story. There's one time I went to um, Jen's house, um, her place, so we could fill out her eHarmony profile. Okay, so um, you, you, you've tried well, is, uh, dating apps. Ago, Yes. Okay. So okay. I, I was I was I was there. We were filling it out together, um, and they you know they ask you questions on eHarmony for what are your non-negotiables, right? And so one of those questions was like age. So I think you were willing to go four years lower, and then like nice gentian. Years. I don't know. Maybe this has changed since. But the funny the funny point I'm trying to make there was one question that was like height, and it was like how low would you go and how high. So for the how high, I go. Do you have a maximum? And Jen's like, oh yeah. And then I go, what's your maximum? Because I was like filling it out for her. She goes, what's Pastor Peter? <laughs> and then I go, 6'4". She goes, let's go with 6'3". <laughs> Pastor Peter, I don't know how your wife feels about this, but sometimes when I talk to you, my neck hurts because I'm like cleaning up. No, no, she does that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that's hilarious. Oh, so <laughs> oh man. Okay, so so you've tried you've tried dating apps and stuff before. Yeah, yeah, okay. and like you know, I've also had Sua like download a dating app for me and a oh, bunch nice. of our friends. And okay. like you know, when I tell like because most of my friends are also married with kids at this point, majority of them are, um, which is also why like it makes me feel like I'm in this bubble and I'm yeah. By myself but um 
And I've always been like, you guys, you don't understand what's out there. Like, this is terrible. And like, nobody would ever believe me. And they were like, this, this is going to be super fun. And it's then like, terrible. The, like a day into it, you were like, what is this? And I was like, I, was I told like, you. It's so it's really terrible. Hard. It's really, really mm. hard. Um, and I guess, actually, I have a question for you, PB. So like, I've been thinking about this and I was like, okay, so if like, you know, someone who goes to church and yeah. shares my faith, like is a non-negotiable and like the easiest quote unquote easiest uh, or best way to meet someone like that would be at a church setting. And I'm not finding that at Metro. Like, how do you feel about then? Like, um, you know, if I were to tell you like PP, it's been a great ride, but I need to leave Metro and I'm going to go find mm. like a different church to go to, to find a man. Like, yeah. what would, I mean, I'm yeah. sure you've had that happen to you maybe, yeah. but like, no, I've you never had that happen. Oh, okay. To me. Then I may yeah. do it for, yeah. but like, what yeah. do you, like, how do you feel about that? Um, I would say hell no, no, no. I say you will be sinning if you left us, Jen Shin. Um, no, I, I think I think definitely I understand that, and particularly if you know, I, well, first of all, I don't I don't think churches churches can be a great opportunity for you to meet somebody, you know, and eventually date and get married and all that kind of stuff. So I do feel like it's one of the best places uh, to actually uh, to meet somebody. I do I do believe that. Um, but also, I do feel that it's it's uh, if if you go to a church just so that you can you know meet somebody and get married, I don't know if that's the right posture. Or if that's yeah. the reason why yeah. you should be going to church, uh, church is very different. It's really about you know going there to worship God and going and growing in your discipleship and things like that. So, any event, yeah. But I certainly would be empathetic and understand, uh, particularly if you were probably dating somebody too at another church mm -hmm. and you just mm -hmm. felt mm -hmm. like you know what, I think I have to you know be a part of that church. I'll right. probably say, well, Jen, why don't you bring him to Metro first? <laughs> um, you know, but we've had people leave and they said, you know what, I have to leave. I'm dating somebody now. And, you know, uh, male or female, they'll say, you know, it's time for me to, to step away. And, you know, we always give our blessings, you know, I to I mean, them. my deal breaker is they have to come to Metro. So don't there worry, go. I got there you. you. Go, <laughs> you go. It's that blood <laughs> contract I signed for you. <laughs> but that's a, that's a really important question there. And, uh, and I get it. And I think, you know, the things that, you know, I just, it's been, it's been, and I'm so glad we're having this conversation because I just, there, you're allowing me to see a different world that I haven't really seen before. And please understand if you study church history, the first few hundred years of church history, it was all about the singleness that was mm -hmm. championed. And they sat in the front of the church and the married people had to sit in the back because they were like second class citizens in the church. And, and then the married people were. Yeah, they, they had to oh, sit in the back because okay. they were wow. like second class citizens Get in the, the church. Back, singleness. <laughs> Singleness was a sign of true spirituality, and wow. it was it was a real it was, it, that was championed in the church for the first few hundred years. And then there was that pivot, and there was that shift, where then all of a sudden, then now it became the marriage, and and that all it all changed. And so you know, it's just if you really study church history, it's just weird how you see how how the church has really changed. Mm -hmm. And you're right because in all in all in all honesty, we have made you know Metro Community Church. It's been hard to really uh, serve the singles community uh, in all different ages and aspects. And I think that's been a real big challenge, you know, for us as well. So, Jen, I wanted to ask you this last question. This is not nothing to do with you, but can you speak to the person who might be listening who's in their mid to late 30s or maybe in their mid to late 40s who's single, male or female, and they're just so discouraged? They just said, you know what, I don't know if this is ever going to happen for me. Um, you know, and uh, how, how, what would you like to say to them? How would you encourage them to keep moving forward? Like you're still living your life. You're still doing the things you want to do. Sometimes because of culture, because of church, people have, uh, people believe deeply that they're not truly living unless they're married. Mm -hmm. All right. So what would you like to say to those people who are really struggling right now in this season of their life? 
Um, I think that what's helped me is just being super transparent and honest about mm. what I'm feeling because, mm-hmm. you know, obviously I believe in the power of community, the power of prayer, and mm. um, it's really hard for people to pray for you in an honest way if you're not being honest with yourself and like you know sometimes it is hard for me to be like I want marriage and children so badly but like I do and that's the desire that I have it's a and I firmly believe it's a desire God has placed in my heart and it's not coming from like Mm -hmm. you know anything else so um then it's then it's it should be okay to to be able to express that and say that and like you know I've thought a lot about this invitation to be on your podcast because it's given me like time to think about what I think, mm. what I truly think about all these things. And mm-hmm. I think this is a first big step, right? Like, yeah. you know, maybe it's filling out a feedback card or mm. talking to your pastor, talking to like the leadership at church, but like all the things that I'm saying are not um, things that I'm only thinking, like, if you're in my position, I know you've thought about these things. I know you've experienced all these things, but like, if you are not willing to like say something about what bothers you or say something, um, Mm -hmm. that could edify the church community or the leadership so that then you are paying more attention to the needs of your entire congregation. Um, I think, I think what I'm trying to say is like, as much as like all of this has been on, like you failed me, which I didn't say, I hope in that tone, but like, <laughs> I'm also saying like, we bear responsibility for, sure. for shaping mm-hmm. how the church talks about and addresses yeah. our needs and us too. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's one way, like I, I definitely yeah. think just transparent about, about that. Um, Great. I also just, I don't know, like I, you know, I understand what it's like to feel so desperate and you're on your knees and like desiring something that's like just not happening. Um, again, like I think the biggest thing to do is to not let it consume your life so much because right. if I let it, cons- if I let this consume my life, like I would literally be like literally be clinically depressed because mm. everything that I experience on a day-to-day basis tells me that I'm flawed and I'm mm. not enough. Be, mm. Like society, church, like, you know, because mm. marriage is so important. Parenting is so important. And like, I don't have any of those things. And like, that's not the world I see because like literally all my friends are married. So like, if I were to really sit here and like stew on that, like 24 um, seven, I, I, yeah. I wouldn't be here. Like, yeah. I just yeah. would be like, okay, I'm going to go move to an, like an island and live by myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, you know, I know it's easier said than done, but to then fill your life with other things like serving. So like to go back to like, I know, like Mm. I literally was like, don't tell single people to serve, but like, you know, um, what you were saying before about the emphasis on singleness, like, I mean, Paul talks about being single and like how we should, he was literally like, you should be single like I am. Yep, yep, yep. If you must, you like fine, get married, but yeah. you know, devote your time. And I'm, I'm not trying to be like, holy, like devote your time to the Lord. Like, because, yeah. but like, yeah, that's a byproduct of, yeah. of, of where you are in life. So like, just take full advantage of that and not wait around for something to happen. Yeah. Um, I, I like think that would be the other, yeah, other thing. And, you know, again, I'm, I'm not going to tell you, like, I don't think about these things and like, I don't also dwell or stew on things, but I try not to, or try to get myself out of it. Right, and, right. um, and so, so yeah, like I, I, you know, it's the only, it's the only way that it's, it's sort of helped me. And, um, ultimately, you know, I put my 
faith in God's hands. And if this is my like calling in life, then I just pray that then my desires align with that. And, yeah. and that's all I can pray for really. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, Tell me, t- before we wrap up, uh, what kind of guy are you looking for? Like, uh, so do you have an ethnic preference? <laughs> I, did you just say ethnic <laughs> preference? He might be listening. He might be listening right now, Jen. He might be listening. Okay, well, are you going to give out my email address and phone uh, number listen, at the uh, end of this? Weakpastor.org. Uh, you can email us, comment, whatever. If you want Jen's number or her email, we are more than happy to provide Mark it. Mark Paul Gosler lookalike. Uh, yes, huh? please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so Jen, what, what, let's, let's, let's just talk quickly about the kind of guy that you're you're into do you have ethnic preference of course they got to be christian i know that yes. but ethnic preference yes no flirt flirt to convert here i'm too tired um, <laughs> flirt to convert oh i love that flirt, flirt to, to convert. convert yeah yeah Wait, is never... that not a term that you guys have said? no like, I, no I feel like, like i said yeah. we're not very cool so we don't know these words. So flirt <laughs> I to hardly convert. Think that's a cool there are so, speak for yourself i'm very cool so, okay okay yeah <laughs> that's too, you're i don't hilarious. want to be in the middle of this okay, okay. <laughs> um well, I, I'm Korean and my yes. parents are obviously very Korean. So I think very Korean. <laughs> um, it, I, in my head, it like, I think that's like what I look at um, yeah. to start just because it sure, would just make sure. my life easier um, or just having a cultural like understanding of me. Um, but I definitely just, I don't know, like I've become more open to everyone yeah. a lot of things um i what i ask for is someone with a career um <laughs> just because that's also important absolutely for me as yeah. someone who's financially just you know making yeah. their way you know um so uh, do i have other I, i'm like blanking and i should have known that you may have asked me this and i'm like oh i don't know what i want um, so basically if you listen to this podcast and you're like oh like <laughs> jen she sounds really cool and i'd like I to uh, you know get to know just email me and i will vet all the- <laughs> and remember oh, yeah. under six feet three under, i guess no, six, yeah. three, six, six three. three are we going lower six three <laughs> under six um, three and then she's willing to go four years younger and i think it was like 10 years old must not be in your 20s because i don't think i can handle that yeah. and i'm not going to be responsible for growing you um yeah. so yeah yeah i mean i think no, but- and just someone with a sense of humor like honestly i like all day every day just joke around and i would really like somebody to be able to match that or keep up with that I guess um Mm. but yeah I think I think the shared faith is like is really just important to me because it's it's just it's a deal breaker and non-negotiable and that's also where I've had a little bit of trouble like on dating apps it's hard yeah all these guys and I'm just like are you saying you're a Christian like you like literally go to church and like serve and or are you just ticking off some box because yep, you're not yep. quite an atheist, but you're not quite, you know what I yep. mean? So like, or yep. you're yep. spiritual. Oh, I hate when people are like spiritual. I'm like, what does that oh, mean? Gosh. Oh gosh, yeah. yes, that one. Yeah. Well, I'll say this. Uh, I think God will honor your, you know, you sort of really being true to that and being honest with that and not just hooking up with anyone, even though their faith might be compromised. Um, yeah. I think there is something to be really said about that, very noble. And, uh, and God will definitely honor your integrity of wanting to marry somebody who believes in the Lord and who really want to walk, uh, wants to walk on that path. 
and uh, it takes a it might take a little bit longer, but I know the 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 right one will be there. So yeah, so thank you for doing that. You're an inspiration. I don't think there's a lot of folks that would do that. I think a lot of times people would just say, "Well, listen, I'm getting older. I just have to marry somebody or meet somebody." No, and, no, I did not wait is, this long for this. Yes, <laughs> yeah. and 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 you know this, and I, I think I've said this to you before, uh, Jen, but I know I've said it to Sua. Like there's there's so many people that just absolutely miserable in marriage because they've just settled mm -hmm. yes. mm -hmm. and yeah. they have yes. really lowered the bar and so you know I just got to get married and they're just so miserable it is not a life that they want to really live well and so uh, those who 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 really wait and find the person that they feel really good and don't settle are the ones who end up, who ends up living really the best life and so I wish that for you my dear Thank sister you. and uh, really really grateful same z's yeah, I okay. wish the same Z's for her. Same Z's. Okay, so guys, uh, if, if anyone's <laughs> listening, uh, I think I think there was a lot of things that we shared here, but I think it's really noble of what you're doing. But if you have heard this and you would like to get to know Jen a little bit, contact Sua and Sua yes. will vet you. Come, you got to come through me first. That's right. Okay? That's right. Yeah. So I think that's all the time we have. But thanks so much for uh, Jen for being here. And for sharing what you've shared, uh, really grateful. And hopefully for those who are listening, uh, please tune in next week on the Week Passes podcast. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.